This is episode 39 with Gary John Bishop. You're always going to be dealing with this one world, which is your internal world. And your internal world is thoughts and feelings and emotions and your mood and your outlook, all of that. That's all internal. And then there's the external world as your reality. And, and what we do is we use our internal world as some kind of guide for how to act in reality. The journey's different for everybody, but the outcome is what's most important. The promise that you made is what's most important. But your key to success as a human being, your key to like more money, better body, better relationships, better family, better career, you name it, all of it is governed by one thing. Can you make a promise to yourself and keep it? You are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. And in today's episode, I had the chance to speak with Gary John Bishop. Gary is a personal development coach and the author of the book Unfuck Yourself. Yes, that's exactly how it sounds and no, it doesn't mean that it's about how to not trying to fuck yourself. <laughs> Because that would be just too weird. It means how you can conquer your mind, your thoughts and go after what you really want in life without having all of those patterns and habits that we keep installing each and every single day in ourselves that keep us from taking action to what we truly, really want in life. So Gary and I talked about several topics from how to keep our promises to ourselves and how we can make a change in our life once we start changing the internal representation we have about the world and ourselves. So without further ado, Let's begin the interview. Welcome, Gary John Bishop, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm really honored to have you here. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Lidor. Great. So before we start, I also always love uh, that the people that I interview introduce themselves in a short brief. So if you can, please. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Scotland. So, you know, if anybody who's listening, you'll notice I sound a little bit like Shrek. Um, I've, I'm married, I live in Florida, and I've, and I've kind of been into the whole idea of developing and, and personal growth for people for about a dozen years, and I'm the uh, best-selling author of the book, Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head. And, and uh, yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of where my life ended up. I'm, I'm really fully invested in how to make the biggest difference for people in living to their potential. And what made you start this journey of personal development? Um, I guess if somebody in my life, actually, was a member of my family had asked me, you know, they, they had done this personal growth workshop. And they, they asked me, they said to me, you know, I think you should do this workshop. My initial thought was, 
why are they asking me to do some personal growth work? Do they think there's something wrong with me? Um, so I told them that I wasn't going to do it. And then they told me they would pay for it. And then I said, well, when is it? <laughs> and uh, I did that program. That was about a dozen years ago. And uh, it blew my mind. It just totally blew my mind. It, it made me open my eyes to how much I had closed my own eyes. And that's the problem with, with when you first start doing personal growth. You don't see how much you've written yourself off and how much you've minimized yourself and how much you've made your life be about small things. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as I got on that pathway, I knew that this is what I wanted to do in my life. I wanted to make a difference for people and have people get a sense of what I got so that they could have it for themselves. And was it any special emotional events for you that made that shift? Many, many. One of the things that I saw that, uh, that was really surprising, I always thought of myself as, you know, like a good guy. Like, I'm a good guy, you know, I'm, I'm one of the good guys. And uh, when I started to do this work, I realized I'd turned into a total asshole, you know. I just realized, like, I was driven, blinkered, hardworking, you know, I was all about success and getting it done and making it work. And, and I kind of, somewhere along the way, between, like, 15 and 35, I'd lost sight of who I would say I am. And uh, it, it, I'd started to see what it was like for other people to share their life with me, which was very surprising, you know, because in my mind, again, I'm a good guy, you know. And I started to realize, you know, I'd been cutting myself off from my mom. I didn't really talk to my mom that much. Um, you know, I my opinion, I always knew best. I knew the best place to go. I knew the best direction to take. And, it, and I could see that it was just really challenging to be in any kind of relationship with me, either as a friend or a partner or even just a family member. And, um, you know, it wasn't like I was the most evil man on the planet or something, but I'd just become very closed off. And so it really opened my eyes. It was, uh, it was very, very impactful in my relationship with my mom. I realized how much I'd stopped loving her. And all of that came back and it came gushing back. And it was, it was amazing. It was a real turning point in my life. And uh, that was your wake-up call? I, I would say so. I would say when I... It's very challenging to see yourself. You know, it's, it's easy to see other people, like why their lives don't work. It's very challenging to see your own because in your own life, it all makes sense. There's a justification and reasons and excuses and you know, a bunch of opinions as to why you're at, or you can explain why you're at where you're at. But in the cold light of day, when I looked at my life and I asked myself, is the life that I'm leading consistent with who I would say I am? Like, am I truly a loving man? Am I truly, you know, a compassionate man? Am I truly an understanding man? And in too many places, the answer was no. No, I'm not being loving there. I'll, I'll be loving there to a point or I'll be compassionate there to a point, or I'll be understanding there to a point. And there was always some reason why I'm not doing it. And once I just saw those things as reasons and excuses and justifications, I was able to just let it all go. And and, and, and it's an ongoing process. I'm, I'm still, you know, like everybody else in this world, you know, if you, if you do, if you exercise anything, if you're exercising your brain, if you're exercising your emotions, if you're exercising your quads, there's no point where that stops. You know, mm -hmm. you got to keep doing that because you want to, you want you want to be someone who can utilize that at its most pristine and its most potential. So, as a coach, how would you, uh, for example, coach people that uh, 
for example, they, they do want to change in their life. They really want to change, but all the time they're trying to change, all of a sudden they get caught up, for example, in their habits, in their emotional yeah. patterns, for example. They always focus yeah. on what's wrong instead of what is right. So, yeah. so how, especially on 2018, that everything is like, you know, social media, everything is trying to grab your attention. Then right. you forget who you are, your identity. So, right. Well, it's pretty simple. I think if you've been struggling to change and you haven't been able to do it, the first place you got to think, and I'm, I'm very much like a counterintuitive kind of coach. I don't coach you in the way that you think you need coached. In fact, very often take you down the opposite pathway. So the first thing you ought to confront, if you've been struggling with change and you haven't made it, you, you would first confront that actually you don't want to change. But you actually say you want to change, but when it comes down to it in certain points in your life, you'll back off it. Mm -hmm. And you don't hold yourself to something. You're, another way to say it is you're, you're messable with. Like you can be messed with. And when I say you can be messed with, I really mean like your promises can be messed with. So you say things like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym every day, for instance, and this is an example, but I'm going to go to the gym every day for 30 minutes, okay? And I'm going to exercise intensively for 30 minutes and I'm going to go to work. And you wake up on a Thursday and you realize you got a meeting, so you skip the gym that day. Now, that's the first little place where you've now just masked with a promise that you made to yourself. You've just masked with it. You didn't reorganize your day. You didn't get up 30 minutes earlier or an hour earlier or 90 minutes earlier so that you could get it done. No, you took your promise and you set it aside and you did something else. And people by very much live what I call circumstantial lives. That is what they do is very much determined by the circumstances that they're dealing with. And I don't live that way. I live my life given by what I say. And I have my circumstances line up with what I say. I used to live that way. I was very circumstantial, very like, you know, it's too late, it's too early, can't be done, very circumstantial. I can't do it, they can't do it. I don't work that way. I, I work from a paradigm of what I would call personal promises. I make promises to myself and then I deal with my life to deliver on it. So if you're somebody who's out to authentically change your life, the degree to which you can change your life is measured by the degree that you can keep a promise to yourself, not a promise to anybody else. And the most challenging person that you can keep a promise with as yourself, you're more likely to give up on a promise to yourself than anybody. But your key to success as a human being, your key to like more money, better body, better relationships, better family, better career, you name it, all of it is governed by one thing. Can you make a promise to yourself and keep it? So, you know, I'm promising to change my job by the end of the year. I'm promising to double my income within the next two years. I'm promising to lose 30 pounds within the next six months. I'm promising to make a change in my relationship with my partner, not to lose my temper. Like whatever your thing is, your success in life is given by that relationship, the kind of real meat of that relationship between you and what you say. 
So how do you, for example, develop that muscle of uh, do uh, like, okay, I say something and because many people are so bad at uh, saying yeah. something that they're going to do and then they don't do it. And the more they right. don't do it, their muscle of, oh, why will I say it again? I will. Okay. I want to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, but I know it's not going to happen again. I'm going to wake up right. at eight or at nine. So, right. and then the, their muscle is weak, 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 and yeah. their self-esteem is weak. Therefore, their confidence gets weaker and weaker. Right. So, how do you break you, it? You make a great point. So, you, you call it a muscle, and that's exactly what it is. It's a muscle. So, your experience of yourself, that is, like, your experience of you, rises with the consistency of promises kept. So you actually feel better about yourself. You feel better about your life. Every It's cumulative. You're adding to it. It's like you're building, right? So every time you keep a promise and you're like, you know what? I really did it today. But 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 a, a, a key component in all of this, if you like, is you got to realize the places where you sell out. And you got to realize those familiar thoughts that you have and those kind of familiar emotional experiences that you have. And if you actually could see your own, like the familiar thoughts, so the thoughts might be like, it's too much, or I can't do it, or I'm exhausted, or it's too hard, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not good enough, or it's never going to work out for me. You'll notice there's a very familiar pattern of thoughts. Okay? Now, why? Why does it, if you examine them, you'll see it's almost always the same thoughts you have when you break a promise to yourself, almost always, same thoughts. So what's that all about? Well, it's all about you living life inside of a certain kind of bubble. So your personality, your brain, you're designed for survival. Life outside of that bubble is too scary, right? So people say they want money or they want more money, but what if the actual whole point of your personality, the whole point of you, is not to have money so that you can just keep struggling against it, so that you can just keep having something to reach for. And that if you did have money, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Or, again, your body or relationships or whatever, try on the idea, like embrace the notion that, wait a minute, what if this is what I'm actually up to? What if what I'm up to is no money, you know, crappy relationship with myself, you know, not the body I want, not the job I want, and I get to live inside of that bubble. So if you recognize the kind of typical repetitive thoughts and emotions that arise when your promise is being tested, your promises aren't always being tested. They're being tested in moments. So like you just said, you wake up, the alarm goes off, it's 5 a.m., and the first thought is five more minutes or 10 more minutes or I can't do it, or I'm exhausted, right? It's the same thought every time. You want to really start to realize those automatic thoughts are in total control of your life. You have no say in those, and you're actually following them. So not only do you have no say in that thought coming up, look, we'd all love to wake up in the morning with like, oh, life is amazing, bring it on, but we don't. It's things like, I can't do it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't want to. It's the same sort of thoughts that keep you nailed to the floor. So all it takes, by the way, is just a series of little breakthroughs in those moments when you're comp- 
compelled to do what you usually do, and yet you do what you said you would do. And those are the two worlds that you're always going to be dealing with. You're always going to be dealing with this one world, which is your internal world. And your internal world is thoughts and feelings and emotions and your mood and your outlook, all of that. That's all internal. And then there's the external world as your reality. And, and what we do is we use our internal world as some kind of guide for how to act in reality. And what I say to people is, that's the pattern you've got to break. You've got to realize your internal world is, is all over the place. It's up, it's down, it's around. You've got to put your promises in reality. You've got, you got to locate them outside of yourself and start following the promise. Even when that internal world is very negative, you've got, you got to continue paddling. You've got to walk. You've got to talk. You've got to move in alignment with that promise that lives in your reality. Does that make sense, Lidor? Yes, it is. It totally yeah. is. So, so what kind of habits helped you to overcome uh, your bad habits along the years yeah. and shift it and condition yourself? Because right now, yeah. like a lot of people always see the, the final product, I tell you. So yeah. they see yeah. you like, oh my God, it's so amazing. How does he do right. it? But they don't right. realize it's been a journey for you as well. You've been the, there as well. You've been through right. this roller coaster, but you that's didn't right. give up. So what was it for you? This. <laughs> so in this thing is a thing called a calendar. And a calendar is where I put my promises. I don't keep my promises up here. Why? Because this is all over the place. This is up and down. I can, people say, well, I want to be more positive. Look, you're, that's a physiological, emotional, psychological experience being positive. People feel like they need to be positive to take actions. You can change your physiology. You can change your mood with two bottles of beer. Right? That's how easy it is. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not about changing your mood. So what I do is my calendar, every day my calendar, I fill it out at the start of the week with what I'm going to be doing this week. So, you know, on Thursdays and Fridays, I do interviews and writing. Okay, so every Thursday and Friday, what I'm doing is start at 9 a.m., finish at 5 p.m. I'm writing and doing interviews. I, I have a 45-minute lunch break in the middle. I have a 20-minute break in the morning and a 20-minute break in the middle of the afternoon. And all I do is write and do interviews on Thursdays and Fridays. Now, I don't, when I wake up on a Thursday, I don't want to do that. When I wake up on a Thursday, I want to, you know, go lay in the sofa and watch some TV. Or I want to lay outside in the backyard and enjoy the nice Florida weather. Or I want to go for a walk or go for a drive in my car. I want to go shopping. I want... I take my calendar will say at 8.30, it'll say, you've got an appointment coming up at 9 a.m. with someone. All right, good. That's what I'm going to do. I don't feel like doing it, but I'm going to do it. So I, I keep my promises in my calendar. Why? Because my calendar is way more reliable for my promises than I am. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I really need to develop here is a relationship with this thing where I just do what it says. So it's like this keeps me in check. So I'm not out to, I'm not out to necessarily change my way of thinking. I have literally put a strategy in place where over there in that phone and on this laptop is where I'll find what I'm going to be doing. 
And sometimes I'll feel good about that. Sometimes I'll feel bad about that. But I am going to do it. Why? Because the calendar says to do it. So, so, so I follow the calendar. So what you're saying is like you, you get yourself uh, some sort of leverage and you schedule stuff in order to follow through. Because if right. you're just saying it in your mind, for example, like most people, then it's not going to happen. But when it's scheduled on paper or something, then yeah. you will automatically do it because that's how our brain works. Okay, you give it something, we automatically, okay, I do it, do it, do it, until right. you break those habits and you develop new ones. And you actually will break them, right? So at the beginning, it was really challenging, you know, because I would look at the calendar, be like, oh, I don't want it. To, come on, man. I don't, I don't feel like doing this. It's terrible. And I would have all of those feelings. But two minutes into it, it all disappears. I'm just kind of focused on the thing. So you, you really do. It's practices. It's not, and it's not about being perfect. Sometimes you're going to be great at it. Sometimes you're not. You got to keep bringing yourself back to it. You got to forgive yourself, you know, when you mess up. Get back to it. Get back to it. Get back to it. And if you do mess up, you want to like, so if you say you have something in your calendar that says, do this thing for the next hour, and then you don't do it, you got to interrupt that as soon as you can. You can't now have that ruin the whole day. You got to be like, okay, I didn't do it. Let me get to the next thing as soon as possible. So it's about, It's about shortening the amount of time where you've kind of gotten away from your promises and keep shortening it and shortening it and shortening it until you're starting to get better and better and better and keeping your promises to yourself. And this is, this is such a, it's a little thing, but it's massive, right? Because it starts with, I'm going to get out of bed at five o'clock, for instance, right? I'm going to get out of bed at five o'clock and then I'm going to have a shower and get cleaned up and ready and done by 5.20, okay? Let's say you're going to do that. So that starts with that promise. But then it starts to grow. It starts to become, well, then I'm going to, I'm going to get a new career within the next six months. Well, that's a promise to yourself. There's no evidence for that promise in the universe. There's no, you're literally creating in your promises now. Now you're making big promises, the kind of promises that elevate your life but because you've become a lot better at keeping those promises suddenly that big thing that you thought couldn't be done you're just making the promise and then committing yourself to it and you still might not know how it's done but because it's a promise to you you know this is going to happen you're going to work this out because you've made the promise. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, so, so if we go back and we look at promises like a muscle that uh, we talked about. So what you're saying is keep uh, small promises at the beginning, just like you go to the gym. So you don't train six days a week, right? So you start with a little workout of about 10-15 minutes. So you keep a small promises and from that small promises you build up on big ones. Because I want to ask you, for example, if we look at a scenario that, uh, for example, somebody, somebody uh, like, okay, he's an entrepreneur, he wants to start uh, to have his own business and he wants his freedom. He don't want to just work for somebody else and I know five and stuff like that. So he kept the promise to himself. He said, okay, on this date, I'm going to uh, just finish. I'm, I'm no longer going to work. But now he has no income. So, and now he's in a situation, will I go back? He's, he's a little bit uh, uncertain. So what would you say? Right, right. So it's kind of like this. 
and this is how this is literally how I live my life. Okay, so um, when I wrote my book, I'd never written a book before. I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know where to even start. Okay, I didn't actually think that I could write a book. But I but I said to myself, I'm going to give myself four months to write this book. And I put the date in my calendar. It would be done by this date, right? So, the, and it was, I think it was a Wednesday, and it said uh, book completion date. And then I, in the first week, I scheduled myself, I think it was six hours to begin writing. And basically, that six hours was spent Googling how to write a book because I didn't know how to write a book. I'd never written a book before. But I realized the clock was ticking, right? Like the clock is ticking. I got four months. I said four months. How am I going to get this done? What am I, what's the book going to be about? I didn't know what it was going to be about. But that milestone, that four months milestone in front of me was demanding that I do something, right? Because that promise that I made is bigger than anything. So it's demanding of me. It's saying, look, you got four months. You Come on, let's go. And my relationship with that promise was so powerful that I was willing to tear myself apart, to tear my life apart, to make sure that that happened. So if you look at some entrepreneur says, you know, I want to start my business, I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to quit my job by this date. Okay, good, now the clock's ticking. You don't have time. You already, there's stuff you don't know, there's stuff you need to work out, there's stuff people you need to talk to, there's arrangements you need to make. And you need to really look at, all right, how am I going to make this happen? It might mean that right now, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm still working and I'm going to quit my job, all right, I need to, maybe I need to half my expenditures. Maybe I need to get myself a little. You need to start organizing your life around that promise. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be very uncomfortable. And then when you get into it, right, there's going to be times when you're like, I'm going to quit. I can't do it. It's too much. The same internal dialogue. That's right, but you got to promise. You need to work this out. And you might need to get a job at night. You might need to, you know, move in with your parents and sleep on the sofa for a year. You might need to, you know, ask your sister for a soft loan. Whatever it takes, you've got to realize that this is the reason why people are not successful is because... It's unbelievably challenging. It's not easy. It's going to take not only you, but you breaking through into the kind of you that you didn't think you could be. So it's it's very, and that's why people end up settling in life. They end up pulling in because they're not willing to deal with what they need to deal with to keep a promise. And... And as I've said, that's that's the key to it all. If you're willing to deal with yourself and keep dealing with yourself, it's it's one of the reasons why why I I, I wrote this book. I wrote this book to give people an opportunity or or, to, or to, to give people the kind of information that lets them see, oh, this is typical. This is what people deal with. I'm not unique. And in, and in that book, you'll, you'll actually, that's why I wrote that book, for people to cause those kinds of breakthroughs for themselves. But like when you say the doing whatever it takes, people can take it for to two sides. Okay, whatever yeah. it takes means I will 
have no other possibility except one thing that I really want means I will not work for anybody else I will do whatever yeah. it takes I'll go all in on the other yeah. hand whatever it takes for me means okay I will work three four jobs at the same time I will do this and this so it depends on the person no because each person see whatever it takes differently yeah but but still it see that's the I mean it's the the whole point of it is it's the journey's different for everybody, but the outcome is what's most important. The promise that you made is what's most important. How you get there, very often you're going to have to work that out as you go along because, look, we all make plans, right? Like we all, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, and then boom, life happens. And when life happens where people often get stuck is they stick to the plan when you really need to adjust new things have happened. So you might adjust the plan. You never ever adjust the outcome. You don't adjust the promise. You just adjust the plan. Mm -hmm. So if the promise is six months from now on this date, that's when you got to deliver. The question is how are you going to get there? And that can change because of certain circumstances. But you got to hold yourself to it. You got to cause yourself, and and it does. It takes things like pain. It takes uncertainty and discomfort in, and being someone that you typically would not be. Being someone who, in situations like this, you would typically back out or change it, so that it's more doable. No, it's got. You got to go into that uncertainty. You got to go into that place where you didn't think you could do it, and yet you're doing it. So I want to take you back, uh, I know we are short on time, so uh, what is your book about and why did you make this book? And especially yeah. the title of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I mean the title's a little provocative, right? It's got a curse word then, it. it's called Unfuck Yourself. Um, but, it's, but it really is about realizing how much you're trapped by your own thoughts and that what you're up against in life isn't life, you're up against yourself. You are literally, you're a walking, talking self-limitation. And I don't care how successful you are. You're, you can be limited in the area of, of your health or your finances. You can be limited in the area of being forgiving or being loving. You're a walking, talking limitation. So in this book, I give you um, certain uh, disciplines to stick to. That if you stick to this, this little thing here that I'm saying, you'll cause a breakthrough for yourself in that area of your life. And that's the great thing about human beings. When they discover a breakthrough and how to do it, like not read it and like, oh yeah, well I know how to do that. That's not the same. When they actually produce a result themselves, they experience the phenomena of breakthrough. Like what it, what it takes to cause one. And when you experience that phenomena of breakthrough, it's addictive. You realize you can cause it anywhere. And uh, that's really what this book is all about. It's about, it's about empowering people to make real and lasting and significant change in their lives. And if you look at the reviews of the book, you'll see that's what people are saying. Like it's a game changer for them. It changed their lives. And they mean that in the really the most significant way. Not like I've stopped eating donuts. It's stuff like I've lost 50 pounds. It's like I've started a new career. I got married. I One person, you know, uh, emailed me and said, you know, as soon as I put your book down, the first thing I did was I checked myself into rehab. 
I mean, it's powerful, life-altering uh, kind of information and wisdom that's in that book. I truly believe it's about uh, how you, res like, for example, what is your state of mind when you're reading, for example, a book? If you're coming, okay, another book, okay, let's read it, and you're in a lousy state, then automatically your brain will look for, okay, it's another book. But if you're like right. super like, okay, I gotta use this, I gotta immerse myself into this book and find the, the result that I want, then automatically yeah. your brain will search. So it's all about how you respond. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you can change your life by staring at a light bulb long enough. Mm -hmm. It's are you willing to be informed by it? And that's that's the beauty of There's been so many great books written, but a book will only make the difference for you if you're willing for it to do that, if you're open to the idea that this book could change me. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not what's in the book. It's mostly what are you going to do with what you just read? And that's why, you know, when people talk about this book, if you're talking about what's in the book, you've missed the point. The point of the book is what are you now thinking about now that you've read it? I think so many people are so skeptical because they're so have lack of confidence about themselves or and their own world. Yeah. Because yeah. if they don't really believe in themselves, they will always seek for the person that will guide them, the person that yeah. will help them, the person that will change their life. But yeah. at the end of the and day, it's a, an internal process that you need to understand that you are the only charge of your own. And that's really great. There's, there's so much great work out there. There's so many great books and courses. I mean, like great life changing stuff, but you have to be willing to change your life. You have to be there and available for that. Not like, not looking to the book to change your life, but reading the book, looking for what you need to change your life. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Last question. Yeah. What is the legacy that Gary would like to live? Um, that I, that I used my life to make a difference for people. That's it. I don't, that's all I want. That's all I'm doing. It's all I'm going to do. I'm going to die doing that. My life is about making a difference for people. And, when, I, when my life's about making a difference for people, I get to live a pretty great life. I get to really be the kind of human being that I want to be, you know, and have my life be in service of others. That's really amazing, man. And I really wish you all the best. And I thank you for your time. And the last question is, where can we find you and your book? My, you'll find my book in every major bookstore, but you'll find it on Amazon. You can get it in Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, anywhere where they sell fine books. You can get the audio version of my book on audible.com. I narrate it, so it's my voice. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you can find me on my website, garyjohnbishop.com. You can sign up for um, video newsletters and blog pieces and merchandise and all kinds of cool stuff there where you can... I have a I have a group of people called Unfuck Nation, and it's people that are committed to changing their lives, you know, and uh, they, you can join the nation and be part of our conversation for people to make big changes to their life, you know, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, Gary John Bishop, at Gary John Bishop, and you can find me on Instagram, at Gary John Bishop. I give a lot of stuff away for free, quotes, insights, wisdom, you know, uh, like I said, blogs and newsletters, all for free. Um, it doesn't have to cost money to change your life. Um, and it doesn't cost money to interact with me. But if you want to do courses, I've got courses on my website. You can go on there. 
and download the course and participate in it and get all the workbooks that come with it and you know commit yourself to making some real change in your life great thank you very much gary you heard it from gary john bishop so stop and fuck yourself <laughs> thank, thank you, you if you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the mind body podcast feel free to subscribe to my podcast at itunes spotify soundcloud and at my youtube channel also feel free to share this podcast on instagram by tagging the mind body podcast do you want to be a part of the mind body podcast so remember the fast factor the fast factor stands for one facebook Become a part of the MindBody podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook, the MindBody podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the MindBody podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders, and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever, Forget to smile. See you soon.